This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood, along with my traveling partner, Kamel King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi. Java Chapman is out today. We're your number one on-air source covering the people, places, and events that make our state great today. We'll flex our improv chops at the Royal Leap Year Comedy Improv Show at Pace Setter Gallery in Flowood Thursday, February 29th. Then we're off to Mississippi State University in Starkville for the 18th annual Charles H. Temple Senior Ragtime and Jazz Festival happening now through Saturday the 24th before a final stop in Hattiesburg at the One Act Play and in Emmett happening Tuesday, February 27th on the campus of USM. It's Friday, everybody. It's become my favorite day of the week, literally. Before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partner, Kamel King. He is here. Welcome, Kamel. I think Friday is the best day of the week across the world. I really do. It's TGIF everywhere. Everywhere. TGIF everywhere. What ungodly, unforsaken country or city where Friday isn't a great day. I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to visit there, nor do I want to have residence there. I agree. (laughs) I agree. I think we should make Friday a weekly holiday. We should, and be off. And be paid for it. I agree, yes. And free Chick-fil-A. That's perfect. That is perfect. (laughs) And the reason is, is because I have the best radio show ever on Friday. Yes, you do. We need to make it a national holiday. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let me welcome the engineer. You see somebody is missing today, don't you, Kamel? Always. Java. No, he is not always missing. Always. Java is not always missing, but Abram has thankfully stepped Abram. in today. Yeah. Hey, Abram. What's what's going on with you, sir? What's going on? I need a nap. That's what he said. <laughs> really? <laughs> Abram said by 12, you're going to have to pop a fork in him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, Abe is here today, but what's been going on with you, Kamel? What you got up for this weekend? Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, this week has been uh, extremely busy. Mm-hmm. We just had two uh, a dual marker unveiling, Mississippi Blues Trail uh, marker unveilings in Holly Springs, Mississippi on okay. Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. It was so awesome. Uh, we honored uh, and memorialized R.L. Burnside and Junior Kimbrough. Two, awesome. uh, they would call they have coined Cotton Patch Soul Blues. Uh, most of the world calls it Hill Country Blues or North Mississippi Blues. Okay, but they branded that. But anyway, honoring these men and the unique thing about the unveiling was two things. Two two markers at one time, okay. which we we really never do. Yeah, and then also the Black Keys, which are a five time Grammy Award winning uh, rock blues group from Akron, Ohio. Okay, uh, their album in two thousand and twenty one, Delta Cream, uh, were total covers of R.L. Burnside and Junior Kimbrough, and it got Grammy nominated. Wow! So these guys said, "Hey, let's go. We want to pay for these guys' markers." So okay. they they literally spent almost twenty thousand dollars of their own money to erect these markers. That's awesome. So Cedric Burnside, uh, two-time Grammy Award winning and son of R.L. Burnside, uh, grandson of R.L. Burnside, Cedric Burnside yeah. was there. His son, Dwayne Burnside, and then uh, Junior Kimbrough's uh, son, uh, 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 
uh, Robert Kimbrough right. was there, and then they performed. What a way to pay it back for Pay it back for it. The whole backwards. Yes, the whole city came out. <laughs> right. Shout out to Tarisha Battle, uh, Mayor Gibson. They they uh, it, uh, it was all on them. Right, right. Well, look, I, I'm so glad all of that's going down for Visit Mississippi. You always have something going on. Great. Oh yeah. And you always know all of the details. You, yeah. <laughs> I live it, Jermaine. Your mind amazes me. <laughs> I Dates, names, and places are in your head oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. I would love to introduce them because they have been sitting here so patiently and just been <laughs> in, in, enjoying everything that's been going on yes. so far. Our first stop of the day, we're flexing our improv chops today mm-hmm. um, at the Royal Y'all Leap Year Comedy Improv Show at Pace Setter Gallery in Flowood. That'll be happening next, this coming Thursday, nice. February 29th. And in with us to tell us all about it, I'm going I'm to give a Royal Y'all welcome Ooh. to these two. Okay. Um, first off, I want to introduce John Howell. He is a member of the Royal Y'all. John, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you very much. And then I want to to grandly Grandly. 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 Grandly introduce the next member of the Royal Y'all and MPB's own closed captioning supervisor and the soul of MPB's Ed Said. Aww. <laughs> Definitely the soul. <laughs> yes. The lovely Carrie Horn. Hey. She is here with us yes. today. It is so yes. good to see y'all. Carrie, it is so good to have you on. Aww. I love having you on. And when I saw that you all were doing a Royal Leap Year comedy improv show oh. on Leap Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to have y'all. I mean, in. it's an extra day for extra laughs. Right. Exactly. And that's what it is. Right. And it's kind of been uh, our every four year. Like, it's, it's a tradition now mm-hmm. because it's the second time we've done it on Leap Day. So, <laughs> so now it's a tradition. So so every four years, it. y'all do this. Yeah. Right. How long have y'all had the Royal Y'all together? We have been uh, uh, in Jackson since 2018. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've been performing uh, various places, also doing workshops for the Mississippi Arts Commission and the whole Mississippi Whole Schools, yeah. uh, all that type of thing too. Different so, schools, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many members are in the troop? Six. Okay, yeah. You so, can name them. Give them okay. out. Tell okay. everybody. Let's see. Okay, let's start with. Uh, we've got Amy Smith. We've got uh, Scott Stenson. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Howell. Okay. Ed Foos. Uh, and uh, Kathy Palmer. Okay. And me. That's awesome. Nice. There you go. That's awesome. It's just a bunch of grown folks getting together, having fun. It right. really is. And yeah. we come from all different parts, uh, all different, uh, you know, things we do for a living, yeah, for money. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do we do for money? Yeah, exactly. those things that they call those jobs. They right. call those jobs. They do sometimes. Yeah. We're, we're somewhat here still, Carrie. That's true. I know, we do. We, they call this a job. It's weird. <laughs> you know. get to laugh for a living. That's awesome. That's that is awesome. So awesome. Sounds I, like some of the members do unscrupulous things for their money. Well, she had to make it wide, you know, a broad stroke. Y'all don't want to know what the other members have to do. No. They are fine, upstanding members of society. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what we call them. But yeah, I love it. I love the whole idea of it. And yeah. then it's very SNL-like. Very. What <laughs> nice. I love about it, we don't have to memorize lines. <laughs> wow. We can just go in. We have no idea what the show's going to be like. We right. we have a various set of games that we're going to play. Okay. And so we know that. And then we just run with it. Whatever the audience tells us to do wow. is what we do. So it's, That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love, love stuff like that. So, I mean, how did you guys pick who would be a part of what and figure you out how the chemistry works? You got to audition and there is an axe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Carrie and Amy 
recruited me to be in the group back in 2018, and I was actually kind of surprised that they wanted me to do it because I have zero experience with improv. I've done acting for many years, uh-huh. but that's different. Uh, I'm, I'm used to using a script and having a lot of rehearsal, and I'm good at that. But the idea of getting up in front of people and just saying things off the top of your head and somehow making it work and make sense in some way uh, it is a little terrifying. It still is terrifying, right. no matter how often you do it. Um, it's just... I believe it. <laughs> so, so to John, do you just walk up to somebody in a party like, you know, I've been listening to your conversation. You are really funny. Y'all want to join the royal, <laughs> y'all? Like, how does... How yeah. does that happen? A long time ago, um, we, we wanted to, to get a, a new group started, and I just put out the word on Facebook. I said, who who in the Jackson area wants to be a part of a new improv group? Let's meet this, this place this time. And we had a bunch of people show up, and we wow. played games and got to feel out the vibe, and, and we invited some people to be a part of the thing. That's nice. awesome. Yeah. Would, would Kamel make the cut? I don't know. Why would you, you know, put her because, on the uh, why? Yeah. Would you do that and make her lie? Mm-hmm. <laughs> would y'all like to try? Yeah. Jermaine is definitely oh, quick no, on her toes. Right no, Kamel is, is faster than me. <laughs> you are. <laughs> play, play one of those games right now. Let's okay. see it. Okay. Let's okay. see it. Carrie, tell us what we I got. I feel right. like the FCC so, is going to get involved here. If you're involved, yes. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'm the slow. new member of I'm Royal slow. Y'all. I'm slow. Okay, I'm ready. One game uh, that we're going to play. Well, first off, you need uh, y'all need to know the rules of improv. Right? Oh yes, yes. There even are rules. Though, even though we're, there are no scripts, there are rules. Okay. Okay. So number one is. So the n- number one rule, and you probably heard this before, is yes and. You always say yes, and you never reject somebody's idea. You never reject what somebody says to you in an improv scene. You accept it, and mm. then you add to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you, there's no no's. There's no no's. Yeah, exactly. She's going to make us do this. She's <laughs> not going to just see it in action. <laughs> she's not going to show us. We've got to be involved. Yes. Can I be a spectator? That's why I we're getting the win. rules. No, you, you, you're going to listen to the rules. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The next one is you got to give gifts. That means um, whenever somebody's Down. in a scene, not just say, you know, how's your day? Fine. That doesn't do anything. You say, oh, my day has been wonderful because I saw a shooting star in the daytime. You know, you give gifts of like. Mm. Right. Okay. You, you give them something to work with. Mm. Okay. Something that they can take. Is there more and, than three rules? Because I don't know if I can hold. There's, okay. There's six. okay. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first two. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the next one is to make bold statements. Okay. So don't hold back. Don't feel like you have to be timid. Just, just. Make it as crazy as possible, as big as possible. Really? Okay. So then you don't have to worry about that rule. You just automatically do it. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then elevate others because you know if you look good, if they look good, you look good. Don't try to don't try to be better than or anything like that. Right. Right. Try to shine the light on other people. And the next rule, kind of going in line with that, is. Step up and step back, mm-hmm. which means take turns. Step up when you have something to say, when you've thought of something that's brilliant and you want to contribute to the scene, but then also know when it's time to step back and mm. let somebody else mm-hmm. take control of the scene for a moment. Come on, I don't know that because we talk over each other all, all the time. <laughs> but it's never like we get mad at each other. Yeah, okay. That's, that's fine, okay. too. Okay. I mean, that, that works. Okay. Last, you've gotten mad a couple times. Never. Okay. I've never gotten mad. The last rule is my favorite. It is, it is okay to stink. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Like mm. smell? That too. But, oh, okay. okay. But it's okay to, it's okay to <laughs> land flat, you know? 
Not every line has to be funny. Right. Is what it Got is. You. Or, so there you know, not every scene has to work. Yeah. They don't always work. Was, it's okay. I Just keep going. I thought was smelling. <laughs> smelling. I mean, you, know. like you don't take a shower, you could still come and uh, be yeah. a part still of the be show. Part. With, yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay. So, okay. the game we want to play, how about this? It's called Ten Words. Yeah. Okay. So from the audience, what we do, we get 10 people just yell out 10 words, and then we have to create a scene using each of those words in succession, and, you know, in, in the sentences. Right. So that's what we have to do. So we're going to ask y'all and you okay. uh, for 10 words, please. Just anything, any word. Abram, go. Abram. Octopus. Octopus. Okay. Really? Abram? That's a good one. Yep. That's a great hard. one. Come on, then. It is. All right. Arch- Snow boots. Snow, Snow boots. boots. Archaeologist. Okay. Really, Jermaine? I don't know. That was with all the, it's a lot of when syllables. He said whatever he said, that's what that's came to my mind. Okay. Abram? I'm stressed out now. Uh, anxiety. <laughs> anxiety. Yeah, perfect. Okay. <laughs> okay. There are no wrong answers. Mm-mm. Nuggets. Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> now you're making me hungry. Oh, my gosh. Cookies. 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 Okay. Abram. Water. Water. All okay. right. Mm. iPhone. Ooh. Oh. Future. Cool. Okay. Ooh. Why and do one? your eyes look like that when you <laughs> say that word? Like you're staring into the future. She's, yeah. That was And one more. Weird. One more. <laughs> Jermaine. Jermaine. Oh. That's a real word. I was about to say, that is a word. It means relevant. Yes. Yes, it is. You're okay. very relevant. I am. <laughs> now, Jermaine, where's a place that you always wanted to go when you were a small child? Um, I had been, but I want to go back. Guam. Ooh, oh, Guam. that's interesting. Okay. So, we're going to do a scene where we are in Guam. Okay. Yep. Using these words, octopus, snow boots, archaeologist, anxiety, nuggets, cookies, water, iPhone, future, and germane. All right. Can you put that up on a projector where I can see? Do we have to do that? Okay. Okay. We have Okay. Can you read my handwriting? I can. Okay. Okay, so. I can't see it. All right. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Wow, this is so great to be back in Guam after all these years. Did you see the octopus on the beach? I did see the octopus, and I don't even know how he got those eight little snow boots on his tentacles. It was so adorable. It's amazing. I mean, you don't often see octopuses or octopi. I'm not quite sure. (laughs) But you don't often see those wearing snow boots, you know, as if he came from some Arctic environment and somehow swam down here to Guam. It's a a real mystery. It's true. But, you know, there are lots of mysteries on this island, and I was talking to the archaeologist about the things he had been digging up, uh, and he said that there's uh, uh, possible evidence of a long-vanished civilization. Wait. What? Okay. That totally gives me anxiety. What happened to them? Why did they disappear? Where did they go? Are they going to come back? Do they want their stuff? Oh, no. I don't know, but they did eat chicken nuggets. Um, Strangely enough, there is evidence of chicken nuggets. That's amazing. Oh, just these little, these little tiny cookies of information that you find out from all these things. I know. Fascinating. I know. You wouldn't think that back in ancient days, they would have the technology to uh, shred up a chicken into nuggets and and fry the little pieces like they did. But, you know, uh, f- from what we can tell, uh, they didn't drink anything exotic, probably just 
water. Oh, that's probably true. You know, when I see ancient civilizations, I wonder, did they have technology like, you know, computers, iPhones, and then we just lost all of that information over the years? What a fascinating idea. I wonder because, you know, I mean, it's possible. It's possible that there were things in our distant past that we had and then we lost and we won't even rediscover them until sometime in the future. That is so fascinating. You know what? Of course, they could have just been doldrums, you know. They yeah. could have just been like Germain yeah. and just, you know, sit around and growing crops all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> we will never that know. Too is but that octopus. That was great. I love, I love the archaeological evidence of chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> The technology to shred chicken in the nuggets. Come on, we could do that somehow, maybe one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day with a little bit of training. With a bit. I just thank you that y'all came through with that because I thought, yeah, we were going to have an FCC violation if Kamel had to say Certainly. anything. Certainly. So perfect. I mean, what, so fire, perfect. what are you going to do, fire me? Yeah. yeah. We, we, do, we try to keep our shows. Just for the afternoon. Yeah, right. We do try to keep our shows like PG, at, we do. you know. We are very family friendly. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. So they can expect some of that at the show Thursday, February 29th. Yep, February 29th. Um, And if you want tickets, you can go to pacesettergallery.com slash events. Okay. And they're going to, you can get your tickets that way and... Yes. What the, the partnership real quick between sure, sure. between the oh. Royal and Paysetter? Pay, yeah, Carrie Davis is the owner of Paysetter, and mm. she has a huge heart for the she arts. Does. She does. We've yeah, had a huge heart before. Period. Yeah, yeah. But she has a huge heart for the arts, not just yeah. uh, painting and all that beautiful mm-hmm. stuff that you'll see in the gallery, but also for she has uh, slam poetry nights. Yeah. She mm. has um, slam poetry. I like you know just people can come and recite their poems. Oh wow! Right. And she has all sorts of sit and. Uh, paint right. uh, lessons and other performances. I think she uh, does of, of various kinds. She yeah. had a, a singing, uh, like a night of singing one time, mm. and she invites us back. That's so sweet <laughs> of her to come. Yes. Yeah, and uh, it is. She's just amazing. She is. She's super sweet. And she always mm-hmm. keeps me in the loop with Pace Setter Gallery events. So yeah. this is one that came right across my radar, and I was like. I know that lady. Nice. So yeah. that's awesome. This is certainly a show I'd sneak a flask into and laugh way too loud. <laughs> way too loud to. in the crowd. Like, who is that guy? You don't even have to because there will be adult beverages there. Nice. That are part of the ticket price. That doesn't and stop me for sneaking some glass <laughs> in. But somebody check I'll see you there. <laughs> check their pockets. John, if anybody wanted to know more about the Royal Y'all and like how they could get involved and maybe any up coming events, where can they go? Great question. <laughs> you can improv that if you'd like. I can improvise it. <laughs> yeah, we've got so it. if they want to learn more about the Royal Y'all, uh, let's see. Well, we have a, what do we have? A Facebook page? We've got page. a Facebook page. They're out there. For sure. Yeah. And so. That's not a name that, you can you go know, to. You, so yeah. you can go to <laughs> the Royal confuse. Y'all on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And again, that's Y'all, the usual spelling, Y apostrophe A-L-L. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can go to our Facebook page. Um, and we're on Instagram as well. 
Okay. Okay. And if they wanted to get tickets to this event, how did they do that? They can go to uh, pacesettergallery.com slash events, and there you'll see all the events that they're that are happening at the Paysetter Gallery. Scroll down, look for the purple symbol with the with the yellow crown on it, and you'll see the royal y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all, make sure, look, I just love saying y'all, so mm-hmm. it, it slides off the tongue, so, right? <laughs> but y'all, make sure y'all are going to the royal y'all leap year comedy improv yes. show. That is going to be a rabbit hole after rabbit hole <laughs> of comedy mm-hmm. from what they've said mm-hmm. Thursday February 29th 7pm at Pace Center Gallery in Flowood Mississippi and yep. Carrie and John I just thank you both so much for joining us yes. well, thank you thank so you for we fun. had fun and well, yes. me and Camille are going to try to do this one day on the show with some events or something I don't know how we'll do it just get well, ready to bleep words I think you guys <laughs> we don't have that button have the improv uh, spirit already I oh, think yeah. you're, you're quite used to it yeah so. we may need to just keep it on this level before it gets bad <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank y'all again for joining us. Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood in with my traveling partner. P-A-T-N-A. Get it together. Maybe it was an R in there somewhere. You did come from Urban Radio. You should have that <laughs> off the top of your head, Jermaine. I don't know how to spell. You've been over at MBB so long. Now it's P-A-R-T-N-E-R. P-A-R-T partner. That's my traveling partner. But we are having a great time here today. It's a Friday, and it's a beautiful one. The weather is nice. Oh, it's gorgeous. The sun is like off, on, but on mostly. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous have you day. Have you enjoyed any of that, Abram? What do you mean by enjoy? Because oh. I have not stepped outside much at all. I don't know why. <laughs> Abram's been on the board since. <laughs> He was like, I felt this morning, and then I haven't felt anything since I walked in the door. But the stale studios. Yeah, uh, they, they keep me locked in the middle office away from the sunlight. I don't have any windows in there. I feel so bad. That's why you make the big bucks. We're going to get him a UV lamp in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> something to terrible. keep him going. The <laughs> sweatshop of MPB. Right, something to keep him going. Okay, here's a little bit of what's happening around your neck of the woods. Guess what, Kamal? We're going on the road next week. Let's go. Next Friday. Let's go. Yeah. Nice. Do you want to know where? I would love to We're going know where to I a, am supposed oh, to be. This was your paper. Give me then. Now he knows where he's supposed to be. We're going to the City with Soul Spotlight series, the Jackson Fish Fry. We're going to a fish fry next week. We're going to broadcast live. Yes. From a fish fry, Kamel. That's going to be happening um, Friday, March 1st. The fish fry starts at 11 a.m., but we'll go on air at our usual time, 10 a.m. Which means we get the first batch out. We get the first. Before the crowd gets there. The first fish flies out of there. So (laughs) we will be there at the Jackson Welcome Center. But at 11 a.m. until 1 p.m., this is going to be the Jackson Fish Fry City with Soul Spotlight Series. This is the grand finale of the Jackson Restaurant Week at the City of Soul Spotlight Series. Um, You can swing by the Welcome Center Friday, March 1st from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. for some mouthwatering fried fish. Provided by Penn's Fish House, mu- music vibes curated by DJ Java. Java. I don't, I don't know who that guy is, but mm. I think I'd love him. And then ten percent off all merch all day long. That they, they do not want you to miss this tasty celebration of Jackson's culinary scene in partnership with our very own 
MPB Deep South Dining. Excellent. So we will see you all there. That's all be over fun. on that one. We're yeah. all over that one. We're all over that Everyone, one. You won't be there. All no, us. I'll probably be here. I'll probably be in this, in this seat. <laughs> I was just playing. Did you but mean that, to that in? <laughs> I was just playing, but that's terrible. And he's not playing. Gosh, it's terrible. Like, I will be engineering that show. I'll I'll pack you a to go plate. Oh, Camille. I will. I'll Camille, do that. That's so sweet. Camille is not going to drive back by here. I know I'm going to give it to you because <laughs> you're going to be coming back. <laughs> Utilize your resources. You get Kamel in a car. He gone. Don't you do that. <laughs> what you say? You turn around. I am out of there. Out of there. You're all quick, the time. Like lightning fast. Oh God. Lightning fast. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's digress. It was that improv that got us. It is right. <laughs> It's got us. Okay. For our second stop today, we're off to Mississippi State University in Starkville (laughs) for the 18th annual Charles H. Templeton Senior Ragtime and Jazz Festival happening now through Saturday the 24th. The 24th and in with us to tell us more is Charles H. Chip Templeton Jr., this is yes. how I want to tell you how big this is. We had this event on last year. Mm-hmm. We had the musician, the the music director who mm-hmm. was over this event. But this year we actually have the son, son right. of Charles H. Templeton Sr. And he's also the director of small business development, um, the development center at Mississippi State University. Awesome. So I'd like to welcome Charles to Next Stop Mississippi. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm so honored to, to be with you, and I look forward to our discussion. Right. Do I call you Charles, or do I call you Chip, or do I call I you all you call of me. them? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Chip. Okay, I'll do that, He should have said, uh, right. it's Mr. Templeton, actually. <laughs> right, he should have. <laughs> no, Chip. Chip is great. <laughs> well, Chip, I just thank you so much for coming on, and, I mean, congratulations on the 18th annual um, Charles H. Templeton um, Senior Jazz Festival. Congratulations. Well, thank you. It's It's been a lot of work by a lot of people, and uh, it's just grown a little bit every year, and it's just a fantastic event that we enjoy sharing. Right, right. Now, as the son of the man who who's, this is named after, how proud are you yeah. to, to each and every year to be able to do this? Oh, very much, because I know what my father stood for and his purpose of... Of uh, it's actually around the museum of his collection, okay. and, and the festival is an outreach of that. And so, I know he is happy of what we've done with it over the last twenty years. He passed away in two thousand, so he didn't get to actually see all the festivals yeah. items. Yeah, but his everything is around his collection, which is called the business of music. So it's a music museum. But it's actually more about the business of music, mm. which is a whole other way of looking at it. That's that's right up wow. Kamel's alley. Yeah, I'm I, very interested. Can you expound on that? Yeah, yeah. I, I sure can. Uh, so, Dad went about probably in the in the seventies and the eighties to try to kind of determine where American popular music started from. Maybe it's not so far you can't go back in time and figure that out. And so he had two key dates he started with, with the Edison invention of the phonograph in 1877, and then the Scott Joplin first million seller of Maple Leaf Rag in 1899. Around those two dates, 
he went through a three-part collection, one about the instruments, meaning Victrol was the things that the music companies made to, to play phonographs, mm-hmm. not a clarinet. I'm talking about a, like a, a mechanical machine is what we call an instrument. So we have, we have 200 of those. He collected recordings of the various types of recordings that they had, and we have 10,000 of those. Wow. And then the sheet music, which is where most people got their music. You went to a music store like we would go to the Apple store today. It was sort of an experience, and you selected your music, which was actually a fairly expensive thing. Mm-hmm. And so those three collections, and there's about 25,000 pieces of of sheet music. We have a lot of this digitized online, so if you can't come to the museum, you can you can teach yourself. But those three collections were his business of music collection. Wow. So, you know, it's the difference of drinking a glass of water and going to the to the pick out your wine for your dinner tonight that goes with what you're eating. You get to enjoy the business of music, and mm. so you see how all the different companies that were formed where African-Americans and women could get involved in a business or writing a song and get royalties for it mm-hmm. long before it was popular. So it's just wonderful to study how all that happened. And it started really with the grassroots in a little bitty town and little bitty towns around the country and went to the big cities. Then it got so big that it was mass-produced and sent back to all of us. So it's a grassroots thing. So I hope in a short time I kind of made sense that if you study the business of music and how America's music became its own music, it also became the world's music. I'll tell you, Mr. That's what this museum is about. Mr. Templeton, uh, I've had the the joy and honor of being able to uh, see how Mississippi State just really wraps its arm around and dedicates uh, a whole area to the development of phonographs and ragtime and just what that meant to American history and music and the evolution of music. Uh, Talk about with you being the director of the Small Business Development Center uh, and being a part of the establishment, why did Mississippi Mississippi State takes such an ownership of telling that history mm-hmm. to the public and dedicating space to do it. Well, let me kind of give you a little a little background. Um, the collection was given by my parents to the university with an agreement that they worked out back in about 1986. And uh, it was through the music education department. There was a Victorian house on campus it was converted into the museum. So I can't tell you the hundreds of people that have told me over the years. I remember when I was in high school, I went to the museum or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then around the late 90s, the university had to do a lot of cutting back on things. And that was one of the things that got cut out. Mm-hmm. And so the archives were actually moved to the library up here. On, I'm sitting on the fourth floor right, out, right outside the museum right now, right next to the Grant mm-hmm. Presidential museum so um it was put here in a room that was nothing but darkness and humidifiers going to preserve everything Mm -hmm. and after dad passed away as the family and working with the library here we decided you know you can be bitter about that or you can make it better Mm. and so we worked together and we came up with what i think is one of the most beautiful places you can go to on campus and you come into the museum and you walk through the different 
ranged and to see all this displayed and how it's displayed, mm-hmm. it just brings joy walking in the walking in the room. So they made a dedication a couple of times for both of those, and it really should have been in the library all along because mm-hmm. each of those pieces of sheet music and the and the recordings, all of that are preserved here. And again, we have it online for people to enjoy and and uh, do research if they want to. And so that's the dedication. And uh, as far as what I do in my profession, it's just a coincidence it's about business. But mm. dad was all about business. He thought of everything as through the customer's eyes and, you know, how, how you can make money with it, obviously, so your business can stay healthy and, and be there. But there's definitely dedication that MSU has had in this, and we certainly appreciate being a part of it. We didn't care if they called it the Templeton Festival or something else, but they didn't want to call it that. Mm-hmm. And so it's an outreach. The festival and what we're doing here today and all day tomorrow with our major concerts tonight, it's, it's an outreach of what we're doing. So people can come in and enjoy it get a history lesson while they are entertained by six outstanding world-class performers that we that we have each year. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That is awesome. And yes. right now, <clears throat> it's actually happening right now. Talk about some of the performers who are on there, who are on the bill okay. for this festival. Okay. All right. We have the gentleman that you referred to last year that was on your program, Jeff Barnhart. He's, he's our artistic director, so he, as we speak now, he's in, inside entertaining about 40 people with a little mini-concert. So he's, he's back. He's from Mystic, Connecticut, along with his wife, Ann Barnhart. And obviously, she's from Mystic, Connecticut as well. They're world-class performers. They travel, you know, like 35 weeks of the year mm-hmm. doing yeah. what they do. He's a stride pianist, which is a whole conversation in itself. Um and then she plays the flute, and they, they, they're they wonderful. And so they have two other people joining them for a quartet this year. Uh, they're having um, a gentleman from Davenport, um, Iowa. His name is Josh Duffy, and he's a percussionist. So I'm not talking about a guy with a trap set like a rock and roll set. Yeah. I'm talking about a guy with a xylophone <laughs> and about probably 20 different other percussion things that you would have no idea were percussion items. And you're talking about fun because that's how they played the music in the 1900s to 1930s. Mm-hmm. And just to watch them perform with that. And then we have as the fourth person in that quartet. It's called T.J. Muller. He's a guy from the U.K. who lives in St. Louis. And he was going to be playing banjo and all kind of other instruments, and that's going to be a quartet. And then the other two people we have coming is a guy from from uh, also from St. Louis named Dave Maycheck. He's a uh, piano player of the ragtime era. And then the, the last one you might even be familiar with, he's an extremely well-known performer from New Orleans named Louis Ford, and he's going to be playing uh, tenor sax and clarinet, and all six of those people are going to entertain our audiences tonight and tomorrow night at Acomas Hall. If right. you came both nights, you would hear the same six performers, but it's completely different music. Awesome. So it's not like going to the movie twice. You're going right. to go to two different things. Awesome, awesome. And this is all kind of topped off with the Gatsby Gala feel. 
So it all kind of has that whole yeah. jazz, jazz ragtime yeah. feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me summarize that for you. This is a good way to say it. From uh, 1900 till about 1930, that's kind of the era that we're playing in. And so it's like rock and roll started in the 50s, and it's still rock and roll now, but it sounds a little different each, each decade, right? Like yeah. the 50s music is different than the 80s. Same way with with ragtime and early jazz, it's evolved a little bit. So people will get to hear a cross-section of what all this sounded like and how it was performed during those time periods. So awesome. it's going to be one big party celebrating all of that. And uh, it, the doors open at 6.30 this evening and tomorrow evening, and the performances start uh, at 7. Okay. And uh, it's just going to be a great time. Now, and, Chip, if they and, wanted uh, to know more information, where could they go? You know, I could I could just call out a URL and have everybody confused, but let me just do it a simple <laughs> way. If you just Google anything close to Templeton Ragtime Jazz or Templeton Festival 2024, mm-hmm. anything like that, you're going to easily find it. And it's very easy to navigate, purchase your ticket. You can buy tickets at the door, but if you want to buy it beforehand, it's a lot easier. And if they want to come by the library here all day today and tomorrow, there's no charge for that. We do little mini concerts, and we're having silent movies here in just about another hour. That's always fun. It's an art form for for playing along with movies with nobody having any music to go by. You just improvise based on what you see on the screen. So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Love it. I love it, Chip. And I love the fact that you are on with us this year to tell us more about it. It's it's definitely an honor having you on. Yes. Well, likewise, and we appreciate the services that you do for all of us here in Mississippi. And we're here to help in any way. And thank you so much. Thank you, too. And we appreciate you all there as well. Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi. I'm in with my traveling partner, Kamel King. He's still here with me. He hadn't left yet. It's nice having you, man. I'm here. What did I do with that second page of the script? There it is. Don't know. (laughs) I don't know. There it is. Before we get into our final stop of the day, here's a little bit of what's happening around your neck of the woods. There will be a Black History Month Family Day at the two Mississippi museums this Sunday, February 25th at 11 a.m. Families are invited to participate in hands-on art activities, craft stations, guided gallery experiences, and opportunities to explore stories of Black Mississippians featured in the museums as part of their Black History Month program. And admission to the museum is free every single Sunday. So for more information, you can go on our calendar of events on mpbonline.org. We call it SIP events out there. Um, And then secondly, what's happening around your neck of the woods, Fannie Lou Hamer's America documentary screening in celebration of Black History Month will be happening Monday, February 26th, starting at 6.30 p.m at the past Christiane Library in the conference room. Um, the Friends of the Library are sponsoring this screening. And Fannie Lou Hamer, of course, was a leader in the civil rights movement, founder of the Freedom Democratic Party in Mississippi, and the organizer of Freedom Summer, a volunteer-based campaign launched in the summer of 1964 in order to register as many black voters in Mississippi as possible. So they are putting that on at the Past Christian Library. So if you need more information and to learn more about black history around you, just check out our website. We've got some great events out there 
on there. And then going right along with that, our final stop of the day, takes us to Hattiesburg to learn more about the one-act play Anne and Emmett by Janet Langhart Cohen happening Tuesday, February 27th at the Thad Cochran Center on the campus of USM. And on the phone with us is Education Director for New Stage Theater, Zoran X. Mingo, to tell us more. Zoran, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. Great. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us today and to let us know more about the Ann and Emmett one act play. I was intrigued when I seen it. I was like, let me get in contact with these people because I have literally um, studied some of the and the work of um, Anne Frank when we had to read the diary of Anne Frank and things like that in school. And mm. then, of course, black history is is enthralled in me anyway. Um, so the story of Emmett Till definitely is fresh on my mind. But I wanted to know. One, your part in all of this, and two, how did you all come up with the idea to have this one-act play, or Janet Langhart-Cohen um, putting this together? Hi. Okay, so um, this is uh, Anna and Emmett. Sorry, one second. He turned down this speaker. Um, so uh, we've been doing Anna and Emmett here um, at News. This is our second season here presenting Anna and Emmett. Um, we started, it, we found the story last year, uh, and it was, like you say, very intriguing to think about the possibility. Of, oh, it is of, loud. Of, We're getting a whole play. Okay. Now finish what you were saying now. It's around. Sorry. <laughs> yes. So, um. And then Emmett, uh, like you said, I was very intrigued with the story because I thought about the um, all the possibilities of how in the world do they have a story between these two about these two teenagers that live in two different time um, zones, but they have so many similarities and so many um, uh, uh, differences at the same time, mm-hmm. and they happen to put them to have a conversation about this thing. Um, and then, so when we read the script, it, we were sold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. We, we were sold because I feel as if it's where Mississippi is, first off. Um, and that's a story that needs to be told and it should be, continue to be told or remember. And what I find um, when we take this story out, because we've been doing it, like I said, for the last two seasons. So we did about 33 performances in the last season. Mm. And this season so far, we've done about 24 performances of Ann and Emmett, um, not including the one we're bringing next week to USM that we're very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and what I find is a lot of people have heard about um, and and Frank and the story of Anne Frank, but not so much about Emmett Till and not so much about Emmett Till's mom. And it's very surprising, even though we're in Mississippi. But I I'm glad that we're exposing just a little piece because it's not the full shebang, but it's just a little piece to keep everyone informed about the story. Right. Right. How people want to be remembered. Right. That's the big thing about the story um, that we enjoyed about it is that it's still asking. It still has a sense of hope. And it's still asking the question of how do you want to be remembered? Like we're asking the kids, how do you want to be remembered? Mm. How do you be remembered? Um, And so we enjoy that about the story. That sounds so powerful Mm -hmm. to have these two figures, Anne Frank and Emmett Till, come together in a conversation. Wow. And I I don't not to give too much away, but are there two actors who are portraying these 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 people here? 
Yes. So the plays only consist of four actors and mm. five characters in the show. So you have Emmett Till, played by Baxter Evans, who is out, out, actually an alumni of USM, who mm. graduated last year um, and is a part of our associate artist program. Um, and then we have uh, Morgan McKay, who portrays uh, Anne Frank. And then we have Jay Crystal Dyer, who portrays Emmett Till's mom. And then we have Paul, who portrays... Um, Otto Frank, which is Emmett Till's, uh, not Emmett Till's, which is Anne Frank's dad. Um, and then he also p- portrays J.W. Milam, which is um, a character or a human. It's actually a person from uh, Emmett Till's case. So that's okay. like the only character that actually comes in and gives a little off put in to the story. Right, right, right. right. Now, this is being billed as a history lesson about the importance of tolerance, compassion, and justice to be acted out on stage, acted in life. And uh, again, I have to say, it sounds so powerful, and I don't want to give too much away, but what made you all want to partner with um, USM and the Thad Cochran Center for this um, play, for this, I guess, version of the play? Um, So... USM actually reached out. We send out what we do. Like I said, we have an associate artist team that we hire in every year, and we put together programs, and we reach out um, and solicit people to come and see this play. And USM was one of those that reached out to us um, uh, about the play. Um, and we their concern was we usually perform it for uh, school kids, right, like mm. age schools, like we go to high schools mainly, and a couple middle schools. So their concern was, will it be appropriate for um, uh, college kids? Mm. And I was like, absolutely. It's like, um, I think they'll get the story more, right, than when we mm. go to the um, the schools that we go to. And so we found the time where we do a schedule a good time frame and it worked out within um for their black history program and we're honored to that they decided to reach out and get us in there in a timely manner to perform this play so they reached out early in the year and they booked out this date for their program and right, so we right. committed to it well i'm very i'm Go sorry ahead, no i'm very interested you know just real quick in your background you know uh tell me a little bit about you and how you came to this position Oh, so I'm um, I'm Zoran. I'm from St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands, um, and I came here to Mississippi back in 2017-18 as one of the apprentices who performs in these shows that they tour around the school. And then I just came back um, uh, because of the education program. I was so amazed by this education program here Mm. Um, and the position became open I believe two years ago for education director and I applied and I got it Um, and I've been here ever since and um, I this program here provides a lot of opportunity and shows to the students across the state of Mississippi and I love that about it um, that we get to expose live theater and we also teach great classes here um, and I really enjoyed that when I was a part of um, that program and I was very happy to be afforded the opportunity to come back and at a higher um, uh, position but mm-hmm. to be able to continue this tradition and this great education program here at the theater. That's awesome. That mm-hmm. is awesome. Now this is being built. I'm 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 reading the the slug at the top and it says it should be seen in every classroom in America, but this came this quote came from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
So this has got to be powerful. I have to say this has got to be so powerful. If she was able to view this and say that it need to be seen in every classroom. Mm. I want to know just before you go a little bit about Janet Langhard Cohen and, and her passion behind this. Um, well, this Janet. Well, when I read the play, I think Janet Langhard Cohen, her, her writing um, that she put into this was extraordinary. Right. Um, She's, done they done this at the um up at the african american uh museum up in um i believe it's in dc mm-hmm. that they presented this that's when it was first presented at um and i think this is one of her works that it's being uh produced more often and in emmett um and i think she did a great job in writing the story um and she was we learned about her when we're doing our rehearsal process we go through and learn about the playwright and um i believe we respect her writing a lot and we're happy to be bringing her words to life because she did a great job in writing this play awesome Mm -hmm. awesome so again this is the one act play by Janet Langhart Cohen and an Emmett Tuesday, February 27th, right? 530 p.m. at the Thad Cochran Center in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, on the campus of USM. And Zaron, if they wanted to know any more information about that, where could they go? You can go to our website, uh, newstagetheater.com. Um, and you'll find lots of information about the play. And also on USM website, they have a little blurb about the um, the play as well if you look into their uh, future activities you'll be able to see uh, lots of information about because they have a I believe they have a little luncheon set up before the play and then we do a talk back as well after the play with the actors so you can find all that information on our website and on their website that's awesome Mm -hmm. so awesome I love all of that and then you all have some of y'all's upcoming events on the website too for New Stage Theater correct Yes, our next production here at New Stage actually is called Chicken and Biscuits. I'll be directing that production. We're super excited about it. I'm there to see uh, that one. Wait. I'm sold. We're in. Chicken yeah. and Biscuits. <laughs> Please come and check out Chicken and Biscuits. It's an amazing show written by Douglas Lyons. Um, and that show opens April 9th through the 21st. And tickets for that are now on sale. And that can be purchased through our box office at 601-948-3533 or at newstagetheater.com. Awesome. Zaron, thank you again for joining us. We've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for riding Shotgun and today's guests, Carrie Horn, John Howell, Charles H. Templeton Sr., and Zaron X. Mingo for joining us. If you'd like to submit an event or find out more information about these and what's happening around your neck of the woods, visit MPB online and click the community tab to view all of our SIP events or email events at mpbonline.org. I read those. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Abram Nanny, Java Chapman, and Kamel King with Visit Mississippi, I'm Jermaine Flood, producer. Join us next Friday on the road at the City of Soul Spotlight Series, Jackson Fish Fry. This is Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.